And all things all out. We are right around the corner, baby. And we are live. And when it's live, digging it the most. But it's not just me. Oh, yeah. It's not just Maddie Daddy. It is the guitar riffing, bag type pipe playing, Mr. Joey. Right, Joey. What is up, Maddie? I am so excited. When you first brought me on to the pod, the very first thing I mentioned to want to do with you was an all out preview. Um, I love AEW. I love everything they're doing. This is their biggest event of the year. There was no way, even with the bronchitis I am battling right now, that I was going to miss this podcast. This is big, dude. This is like Jordan with the flu game with Mr. Wright. We're talking the biggest pay-per-view since the inception of AEW. It is here. We got the punk. We got all these different yum-yums. Maybe some Brian lingo. We'll see. But let's hit it hard and hit it fast, my man. Let's talk all out. We're going to run down the match card, kind of hit you with some rumor, innuendo, who we think's going to win, yada, yada, yada. And we're going to get going like my best friend Tony Loke would say. All right, let's talk a little pre-show, Mr. Wright. We're go- coming from Chi-Town. We've got a 10-man tag match. Orange Cassidy, yeah, Chuck Taylor, Wheeler Yuto, and Jurassic Express versus Matt Hardy, the private party, tuxedos, thongs, not thongs, Jack Evans and Angelico. What are your thoughts on this match? Somebody to watch out for who you think's going to win. I mean, we've got a lot of great entertaining people in this match. I mean, we, it's just a pre-show match, you know, to warm everyone up, get you excited for the pay-per-view. I mean, just going through the list of people. I mean, who doesn't love watching Orange Cassidy get in there and do the nonchalant thing? It's super fun. Um, love Chuck Taylor. Um, Jurassic Express. I mean, Jungle Boy is one of the future stars of AEW. He already is a star of AEW. Um, so I'm excited to see him. And I'm actually excited to see Private Party again. They had a match with the Bucks early in the days of the AEW when there was the tag team tournament. That was one of the better matches I have seen in AEW. So I am ready to see Private Party go at it. Um, and Jack Evans and Angelico, they're great too. I'm kind of waiting for their time. It seems like it hasn't come yet. Um, 
but yeah, excited for this match. I think it'll be a great pre-show match. I think it will definitely serve its purpose. Oh, Sassafras, as J- Jim Ross would say. What about my boy, uh, Matt Hardy? Is he kind of this vet- veteran grizzled vet that's kind of just a placeholder right now? He's kind of lost some of his steam as from when he first entered. Yeah, I, am, I didn't mention Matt Hardy. I can't feel bad about that. No, I mean, it's a great example of what AEW does, where they stick a young team, which in that time, in the case, it was Private Party, and they stick him with a veteran like Matt Hardy to bring him along. If you watch Private Party, you do see a lot of the Hardys in him. It's it's undeniable to not see that. Um, so, no, he'll definitely have his stuff in there. And Hardy is so entertaining. He can still go. But, you know, he's not yeah. 24 years old anymore. But 24 yeah. years young. Yes. <laughs> Real quick, we're about to hit the show. That's your pre-show. We've got a little bit of restrictions here. We're about to hit Women's Casino Battle Royale. But let's talk Pac. And Andrade, this is a match that's not happening due to travel issues. If anybody doesn't know, Joey, kind of fill us in on that. So uh, we didn't really hear why the travel issues had happened, but this is the second time it's happened with Pac, who I'm assuming can't fly in from the UK with the quarantine timing to work out. Um, they did move it to Rampage for uh, next. No, it's sorry. It's on Dynamite on Wednesday. Last I heard. Right. Uh, so Pac might actually be in the country. He might just be in quarantine. They're being kind of secretive about it. But it does sound like everything we've heard is it's from a travel issue. Travel issues. Like, it's definitely a match that I'm super looking forward to. Um, two former NXT champions. Uh, right. It's it's going to be great. Absolutely. Sad it's not on the card, but we'll get plenty of action as we go down this. Let's talk. Let's talk the casino battle royal, the surprise entrant. Let's kind of run us through this because this is a lot of beef in this match, man. So this is what implications that the winner will get a title shot against yes. the winner of Brit. And, you know, what's your thoughts on this one? So, um, you know, one of the names is probably going to be bumped because last night at the dark taping, um, Sky Blue, who's a Chicago native, Tony Khan came out after her match with Red Velvet and gave her a spot in the Casino Boy Royale. But we do know that there's going to be a surprise entrant. Um, the names that are in this match, uh, we got Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, which, spoilers, who I think is going to win the match, uh, The Bunny, Big Swole, Julia Hart, Ty Conte, Deanna Mate, Penelope Ford, Red Velvet, Hiroko Shida, former AEW Women's Champion, Ima Sakura, Jade Cargill, Kira Hogan from Impact, Abaddon. Uh, God, she is so scary. I mean, <laughs> even, even as a grown man, I get a little nervous with her. <laughs> Layla Hirsch, Kylan King, Rebel, Jamie Hayter, Anna Jay, Riho, and I mentioned Sky Blue. And then we got our Joker. Who do we think that surprise entrance is going to be? And I do think a lot of the rumors are saying it's going to be Ruby Riot. It makes a lot of sense, but... There are two other ladies that are floating out there that have mentioned that they're going to go on a little tour. So I do think we might see Peyton Royce, who is married uh, to uh, it's Ty Dillinger, but uh, I hate that I messaged Sean Spears. Uh, She's married to Sean Spears. Actually live in the same town I live in. Um, I've never seen them out and about, though. Um, They run a wrestling school with uh, what's uh, they just found their new manager, the yeah. Joey Riot. No kidding. Um, yeah, so I, I do think it'll probably be Ruby Riot, but hey, you know what? If it's Peyton Royce, I'm excited. I love me some iconics, um, but they're going by the inspiration now, I believe. So hey, yeah. whatever. But, give, give it to me. I want them both. Like 
the winner of this match though i do think is thunder rosa um i think that match with him and Britt baker or her and Britt baker had earlier this year was one of the best matches in aew and the best of the year um and i think it's the best time to roll that back um speaking of uh interesting thoughts we have this big battle royal we have the brit breaker match we'll talk about it in a minute let's talk about something that i guess feels good but it feels out of place for me on this card and that's the paul white versus qt marshall match is this just a filler like i get the bringing in big show if anybody doesn't know who paul white is um but we're getting this match's in-ring debut we've seen him as a commentator this has to be a squash match right well you know what it, for me, I'm the least interested in this match for the night. Um, I think this match is going to serve one purpose and one personal purpose only, and that's to actually get the factory over as a faction. They've really Ooh. had some trouble doing that, so I could see some total chicanery, the factory interfering, and giving QT Marshall, um, who for me just looks like Kevin James. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I could see them giving QT Marshall the win, but not a fair win. But I, I think this match is just to get the factory over as a faction. See, now that, well, it's the big show, kind of all made sense. We're getting a little little big show. What do you know about that? Let's keep it going to the hits, baby. We're talking the ultimate heel versus face, your AEW TNT championship match, Miro versus Eddie Kingston. Is this the time Eddie Kingston finally gets him some AEW gold? You know, I, I've always seen Eddie as like, he's really quickly become the good hand of AEW. You can stick him in any program with anybody and he's going to shine. Um, I mean, this feels like a Miro win for me. Um, and, but I think Eddie will get a proper run with this title at some point. Um, I don't think he needs that to be considered a success in AEW. Right. Uh, but I mean, I see a really hard hitting uh, match. I loved Eddie's little um, promo last night where he uh, told uh, Miro that he could redeem these nuts. Um, I think that's a t-shirt we're making right there. Uh, so I, I love Eddie. Um, and I love Miro. Miro is just a fantastic wrestler. I'm so glad that he's getting the chance. He's getting an AEW. Um, yeah, he's leveled up, I, I think, in AEW. And Kingston, it's hard not to root for the guy. Yeah, he's he's really... Um, if you saw the backstage stuff of um, when Brody uh, when Brody Lee passed away, Right. Eddie was the really the backstage leader. You could see him kind of pumping everyone up, encouraging everyone. Let's get out there and do it for Brody tonight. And he does seem like he's become that locker room leader, that veteran that, you know, he was on the Indies and he was pretty well known on the Indies. Um, but he really does seem like he's fit that Papa Bear role that everybody loves him. And so kind of how, I don't know why I think of Mick Foley when I see Eddie Kingston, because they're yeah. not a lot alike, but Mick got that title run later in his life just because he was so beloved. And absolutely, we could definitely see something like that with Eddie, especially with the TNT title. Yeah, going to be a fun match. It's hard not to root for either guy, just what they've done in the promotion. Let's keep it going, though, man. We got John Moxley, a.k.a. Wild Thing. How awesome is that entrance music? Versus... Mr. New Japan pro wrestling legend, 50 years young. How do you pronounce this name, Joey? Satoshi Kojima. So good. So good. Way better than me butchering it. Fill me in on this match. So it's it's been a long while since we've seen Kojima have a meaningful match, I would say. 
Um, but he is a legend of Japan on par with Muda. Uh, he's a two-time IWGP World Heavyweight Champion and has been wrestling in various Japanese promotions since 1991. Um, but for me, this is nothing more than a John Moxley bucket list checkoff match. Um, it feels like Moxley really wants that Tanahashi match. And New Japan's just going to loan out legend after legend after legend for one-offs until we get that Moxley-Tanahashi match, which I think might happen at Wrestle Kingdom Ooh. or maybe Dominion in June. Um, but Wrestle Kingdom in January. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of New Japan people that Moxley can face, but that Tanahashi match, he keeps bringing it up. And it's a match that a lot of people are starting to crave. Um, nice. So I just see this as just kind of like, you know, stepping stones. If you meant if we're going to talk about the Jericho MJF with the five labors, it's kind of like Moxley's going through some labors of his own until he can get that Tanahashi match. Love it, dude. I love, love, love just how Moxley has reinvented himself. And to me, he is just more over than he ever has been before. Even in a match full of a stacked card, you still find a good spot for Moxley on here to really do his thing, and I love it. Let's keep going. I think Moxley wins. Obviously, I'm sure we're both yeah. on the same page. Oh yeah, let's yeah, talk, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Let's talk women's championship though, because we 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 talk up Britt Baker. It's Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Let's talk about Chris Statlander for a second, because we we kind of feel strongly about Britt Baker. That's easy. Yeah, but. She was out, out of action for 10 months. She's undefeated since her return in March. Is there something maybe we're overlooking with this one, or is it Britt Baker all day? Um, I, I mean, I really think this is Britt's division. I really do, until either somebody shows up or they build someone up enough to take that spot from her. Um, I, I don't see Britt losing this. I love Chris Statlander. I think she does a great job. Um, I thought Statlander would have been a great champion before her injury when Britt didn't have the title, when they were looking for someone to take it off of Rio. Um, I thought Statlander would have fit in really well there. Um, but, I mean, through the pandemic with no crowds, Britt was the shining star for AEW. Um, and she gets sheared like she's a, a face, but she is as heel as they come. Um, I can see Britt carrying the title for a long time still. Um, but I do think that um, this we'll move right into a Thunder Rosa program, who I think is going to win the Casino Battle Royale. Um, I'm That'd already... be a hell of a visual. End of the match, she comes out, Thunder Rosa. Yeah. We just kind of get that tease. I love it. Absolutely. I've been I've been dying for another Britt-Thunder Rosa match since the last one ended. Um, it's If you haven't seen it, please go back and watch it because it is just a phenomenal match from start to finish. Love it. This one has the uh, chance to steal the show right here. I was reading your show notes earlier about the Young Bucks, and it just, I can see the passion and the love you have for these guys in your writing, which makes my day. But we get a Steel Cage AEW tag team match. The Young Bucks, your heels, your, your, your doo doo. The guys that just make you hate them, but you love them at the same time versus the Lucha Bros, who can outwork almost anybody in the industry. In a cage, man. Hype me up. Tell Ooh. me about this match, baby. I, I mean, to say that I'm expecting this to be the match of the night is an understatement. Uh, what I think we're going to get is a match that's going to be seen as an AEW classic for years to come. Uh, I have been so impressed with the Young Bucks since their full-on heel turn. They've been so skeezy, so sleazy, and the <laughs> wrestling has not lost a step. And one of the best things I love about the Bucks is when they are in full heel mode because they sell their fucking asses off. And that 
that's what I love to see. If you're going to be a heel, sell it, sell it, sell it. I think AJ Styles does one of the best jobs of selling, and that might be where the Bucks learned it from when they were with him in Japan because they sell so well. And Penta and Ray are the perfect guys to sell against. I mean, Penta is so violent, so you can sell that really well. And Ray Phoenix is one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. There's going to be tons of spots. There's going to be tons of flips. There's going to be tons of hits. I, I mean... Oh, God, I'm so excited. Could this it's be the great... surprise at the end? Could we see a tag title switch? Or do you think the P- Bucks are just too strong right now? I, I think the Bucks are too strong. I mean, if I wouldn't hate it if the Luchas won. And I think that's like to sidestep for a second. That's what I love about AEW. They're telling such great stories right now that, I, I mean, if Lucha were to, if the Lucha Brothers were to win, I would be all for it. I, I don't really care who wins or loses if you give me a good story. And they do give me a good story. I still think the Bucks are holding those titles for somebody else to take them, though. Um, oh. And I might get into who I think might take them in a little bit. I like um, it. But no, I do think the Bucks are going to win um, in a complete spot fest. Somebody's flipping off the top of that cage. <laughs> Somebody's going to go through a table. I, there, a ton of shit's going to happen. This reminds me a lot of, and I messed up the name on the last pod I was on, so I had to look it up, Super Card of Honor 11. When the Young Bucks and the Hardys had a ladder match, best wrestling match I have ever seen live in person. Um, this is going to be on par with that easily. Absolutely. If you want to see the Young Bucks, this is a great opportunity. Tomorrow night, AEW All Out. Definitely check it out. It's worth Quick it. Note, what kind it. of shoes will the Bucks be wearing? <laughs> Are they going to wear the Jordan Dior's or? And they, a big they, they gotta they have gotta something Jordan. Up. Yeah. yeah. This is, even the throwbacks, man, the classics. I don't I don't know, but I'm right there with you, man. These guys have are you so on level. being the elite, have you already started to see the cranks in the armor between Kenny and the Bucks? Because yes. Kenny has moved away from Jordan ones and he's now wearing Yeezys. It's um, funny how it works. Little it's stuff. Little. It's the little things. But that's how you tell stories. And yeah. that's what, what you just said. AEW is doing to AT. They're knocking it out of the park. They they absolutely do. And and one thing with Kenny and the Bucks throughout their careers, they've always used their gear to tell a story. Um, the night that Kenny won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship in New Japan, he was wearing the colors of the Young Bucks, the Bullet Club, and of the Golden Lovers with uh, Kota Ibushi. Uh, and that's not by accident. He had stripes of all those colors down his gear. And that's just one example of just the storytelling they use by just using their gear. Um, Attention the storytelling that Nick Jackson's doing with his hair color is some other storytelling that I think is just beyond a level that we'll ever be able to appreciate. AEW stepping up, baby. I love it. Let's keep it going, man. We got more matches on the card. The final fight. This is Chris Jericho versus MGF. The stipulation is it is a career match for Mr. Jericho. If he loses, he can no longer wrestle in AEW. We have a Jericho 2-0 versus MGF so far. Is this something that's going to end ugly? Are we going to see Jericho stuck on the announce booth? Or what, what? What's going through your mind here, Mr. Wright? Uh, for me, this is the hardest one of the night for me to predict. Um, it feels very similar to like an Ultimate Warrior Macho Man situation where Jericho might lose and then go to commentary full time. Um, and I wouldn't really mind it either. Um, MJF is doing truly the great heel work of AEW right now. 
His method is very like 1970s. I'm not going to break kayfabe. Charging double what Omega and Moxley do for photos and autographs <laughs> and fan fests. And then he treats the fans like shit when he does it. It's just fantastic. Um, although Jericho has said when it's his last match, we probably won't know. So for them to say this is a retirement match, career on the line, um, and Jericho saying that, maybe it's to throw us off the scent. That's what I mean. Like, I have no idea who's going to win this match. Um, and I don't think anyone's ever truly retired. So even if Jericho loses, takes a break for a little bit, he could always come back. Um, but a lot of things have been going MJF's lay of late. Um, Jericho was tortured through those five labors and it might just be time for Jericho to come out on top. So if I had to put money on it, I would probably say Jericho in a really great match. It's crazy to look at where AEW is now and to know that pretty much Jericho was one of the pillars that really got these on the track in 2019. I'm not saying necessarily AEW wouldn't be where it's at. But to have Jericho as one of your main draws right off the bat, that did wonders for AEW. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I kind of kicked myself because I could have driven to Jacksonville to the press conference when Jericho came out to announce that he was there. Um, but, you know, Jericho really did make one of the first big chess moves uh, when he left WWE to go fight Kenny in Japan at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, and... You know, the story is that Jericho left WWE mainly because they wouldn't loan wrestlers to him for his crews. And he only wanted NXT guys. He did not want main roster guys. And WWE refused to do it. And Jericho, you know, left on good terms, worked out his contract. And But yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the first chess move was kind of made by Jericho. Crazy to get think this whole thing going. Yeah. yeah. Two years and look at look at the difference oh, two years makes so exciting in, in the wrestling industry. So speaking of two years, let's talk seven years since the last time we saw the best in the world. Literally one of the wrestlers. We talked Heartbreak Kid. We talked Bret Hart. But this CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, these were the guys that made WWE change its style regardless of the big guys, things like that. We get punk back Chicago. He has Darby Allen, the breakout daredevil. What are we getting in this match? Everybody's here for this match. Break it down for me. It is Chicago, but all the rub CM Punk needs to give has already been given to Darby Allen. I mean, CM Punk could pretty much have hand picked his return match and he picked Darby Allen. Um, if Punk lets Darby go over, oh, that's just 100% his call. Uh, I, I think the return of Punk has gone better than anyone in the back could have even expected. And a Punk win, I believe, moves him onto his next program. Whether, I mean, that's a title with Kenny Omega. Uh, but what if Punk and Darby, after this match, team up to dethrone the Young Bucks? Uh, I mean, Darby is definitely one of AEW's Ooh. biggest future stars. He could be the first time, like the first triple crown champion and giving him that second leg now leaves them a ton of room to let that happen later on. Um, I still think Hangman is the face of the company for the five years to come, but Darby's right there with them uh, along with MJF and jungle boy. I mean, I think those are the four pretty much pillars of the future of AEW. Um, and I think we get a really good greatest hits match from punk. Like we're going to get a couple GTSs, a couple false finishes, but 
I know it's his first match back. So I'm not expecting five stars. Um, I expect Darby to sell everything uh, like his little tiny frame does so well. <laughs> um, I respect that little tiny frame, but let me just tell you when somebody big hits Darby, he's able to sell it so much better because he is a smaller frame. Right. Um, but I'm really looking forward to this match. Um, you know, we, we talked all things punk a week ago and um, I'm still on that high from then uh, ready for this match. I love how you put, you know, you said maybe the Bucks. I, I think we could all see CM Punk getting the win here, a handshake, whatnot, and then the Bucks attack Punk. Darby makes the save. Yeah. Something here that could really almost Miss Cleo-like. That's who you remind me of today, Joey. Miss Cleo, <laughs> man. Well, I, I think that Sting has done everything he can for Darby Allen at this point. Um, and not that Sting has done a bad job, but that, you know, mystique, that mysteriousness that Sting has, I think Darby's taken everything he can from that. And I think the next step for Darby is really to become a CM Punk style wrestler, work on that wrestling ability and work on his promo skills. And I think Punk is the perfect person to put him with. So if they're doing this legend pairing with a younger guy thing, while I think there are bigger things definitely on the horizon right. for Punk and AEW, I think pairing them together in a program with the Bucks would be really, really cool um, if they don't have another person to pair with Punk, which we'll talk about in a little so bit. So question, would you say this is like the semi-main event? Like the They're not putting this one on last, are they? I No, I, I think this goes on second to last. Right. You got to give the title feel the main event. You do. It, if... You know, what's interesting is I, maybe we could talk about this now with the surprises. If Lucha, if Lucha brothers and bucks for some reason go on last because it's a tag team match, that's for sure where I think we get a Daniel Bryan show up mm. where him and punk come out to challenge the bucks. They've wow. Got, so that that's like one scenario. Cause I, I, we're going to talk surprises. I'll save it for then. We got right. one more match to talk about and then I'll get into that. Well, let's talk the main event field. This is the match of matches. In my point, we have CM Punk, but this is a match that's been built up. We get Omega versus Christian Cage. This is a story that's been told. We saw Christian Cage beat Omega for the tag, or not the tag, excuse Oh, I'm all tagging. Uh, for the Impact World title, man. This is a big match. We, we've talked Adam Hangman Page, but that's going to have to wait for the future. Let's talk Christian. Let's talk Kenny Omega. Let's talk main event. What do you have for us here? Uh, I mean, Kenny Omega has been my favorite professional wrestler on the planet for the last six years. Um, he's on my Mount Rushmore of all-time favorites with Flair, Piper, and Punk. Wow. That's my four. Um, I, I love those four guys. I, Piper for me is always number one, but the other three are, are right there with each other as far as my favorite of my heart. Um, any match with Omega is an event. Uh, we're not going to get Omega Okada level stuff with Christian, but we should have a fantastic match nonetheless. Uh, Christian has honestly really impressed me uh, since coming to AEW. Uh, their first match for the Impact title was really good. Um, Christian didn't exactly win clean. There was right. a chair involved. Uh, which I think helps Kenny a little bit in this. Um, I do expect this match to be a lot better, though. Um, I expect Kenny to go over in really close fashion. Lots of false finishes. A one-wing angel will be executed, and Christian will not kick out. He will not be the one to kick out of the one-wing angel. 
Uh, that's either for Hangman or Fubushi comes to Wrestle Omega. Uh, they're saving that for someone special. Um, um, but I could see Christian spending more time following a loss here, going back to Impact, uh, because there really is this great working relationship with AEW and pretty much everybody at this point, NWA, New Japan, and Impact. Um, you know, And I could see Christian going back there, defending the title for a while, then coming back to AEW and doing some stuff. Um, I'm excited for the match. I think it's going to be great. Um, I think it's going to be better than I expect. Um, as I say, I'm excited. I just have, I've tempered my expectations on it. But listen, I've tempered my expectations for almost every single Kenny Omega match. And very rarely am I disappointed. So. Absolutely. Omega's, like you said, the cream of the crop right now. Nobody's doing it better. And who would have thought 24 years later, Christian and Edge would be headlining WWF yeah, or WWE, crazy. excuse me, and AEW wrestling promotions. Just crazy how everything's what's old is new again, as they say in the business. Now let's talk to Gaga. Let's talk the good, good man. We've went through the pay-per-view. Let's talk surprises. What is in Pandora's box for Sunday night? I mean, we're getting Daniel Bryan. He's showing up. Yes. If he doesn't show yes. up here. Yes. He's showing up at Arthur Ashe Stadium. I mean, that for the they're having an event there, and I think mid September, he'll either show up here or then. But I, I they gave us that punk surprise. What was it? Two weeks ago now, right? Big deal. And it, it just, in some way, Brian is going to be there. They have to have another big surprise for All Out. Um, and it, but it's really anyone's guess how he debuts. I kind of mentioned with, you know, he could show up with Punk to challenge the Bucks at the end of the steel cage match but i think if you're gonna have brian come out it's got to be the last thing um because it's going to be huge if it happens um crazy like what what else there's got to be more we we everybody's expecting brian what is that swerve that nobody like either from the show all the matches you're seeing is a, a tag title switch jericho retiring peyton royce you know thunder rosa what are we going to look back at and say, okay, all out was this match card. It's Daniel Bryan. What is maybe a close second? Uh, I mean, are you talking like for match of the night or just, well, we'll get the match in the night, but surprises okay. like if Surprise. there's one other gonna, swerve for us. Yeah. I'm going to throw two other surprises out there that week. And this is really, this is like outside baseball here. Um, no one knows why Sasha Banks was not at SummerSlam. Ooh. Okay, listen, no one knows why she wasn't there. No one said a peep. I don't think anyone really knows about her contract. Um, At least I don't, and I just could not be privy to that. But for there to be really no backstage news on anything, it's really far out than the one I'm going to mention next. Um, What if Sasha Banks is that surprise person in the Casino Battle Royale? I mean, that would be huge. And you know what? They did move that Casino Battle Royale off of the pre-show they might have done that for a reason now once again this is really far out there the other one there is someone whose contract with wdb did end he is does not have a 90-day completion clause and that's mr adam cole baby who does have the most incredible working relationship with the bucks with the kenny um they did murder him on being the elite so he will have to be risen from the dead um but then there's another i just thought of bray wyatt you know, oh what if Bray gosh. Wyatt comes out? I mean, we could get any of these things happening. You know, I, I mentioned a whole like 
NWO kind of in Outsiders 2.0 situation oh. where Punk, Brian, Wyatt, Cole could all join up forces and say, listen, you guys are not the revolution. We are. And then you know what? Hell, bring Tony, Tony Khan. He's a character. Bring him into it. Let him be the leader of it. That You know what? My whole purpose in all of this, Kenny, Nick, Matt, Hangman, Cody, was to bury you guys. And so I brought these four guys in to do just that. Wow. So, I mean, there's so many things that can happen. That's what's so exciting about AEW. They really don't have any limits on them right now. Nobody knows what they're going to do unless they release that information to the press and people still go fucking crazy over it. So I don't know. Absolutely. I think that's what just the freedom it's like taking the cuffs off, man. WWE, you're literally on the old ball and chain, but with AEW, limitless, anything and everything. Yeah. One thing I don't think we get tonight is anybody from New Japan outside of maybe Jay White. Um, Why is that? Uh, because of the Pac Andrade thing, like with travel issues. I, you know, I just watched the New Japan event from last night. Tanahashi was there, Kota Ibushi was there. And Kota Ibushi is definitely someone I do think is going to show up in AEW um, just for the history with Kenny. They need to have one more match. Um, and I think it will be in AEW um, because I think Kenny will want to call the shots for their last match. And with New Japan, they would probably want to call everything. Um, but no, I could see Jay White coming in and doing um, some stuff. I mean, Jay White might be someone cool to pop in on Miro, to be honest. Yeah. Um, for the boy. TNT That's title. That would yeah, I, I listened, love Jay Wyatt. If so you haven't much. listened to oh. our stable episode, Joey Wright with the swerve, putting him in his stable. I think his stable actually advanced past the first round when we did our votes. So yeah. not a bad call. Um, no, I, in 15 years from now, when people go to listen to that podcast again, because <laughs> people will in 15 years, yeah, they will be like, be good. the Joey Wright on Jay White at that time was the most brilliant mind in all of professional wrestling podcasting. I can just foresee it now. By then, Joey Wright will be the Dave Meltzer of wrestling. Yeah. He is that good of a writer. He's a good podcaster. But if you read his creativity, this guy needs to be writing for the Daily DDT. He needs to be writing wrestling because it is that juicy, that good. Joey, listen, yeah. go Tony, for it. Hit me with let, it. Let me just, let me, Tony Khan, listen. <laughs> if you need someone to help you book your shows, you're doing a fantastic job. You don't need me. But if you need someone to book maybe like, some mid card stuff, you know, heck I'll book anything. I'll, I'll book dark. I love dark. I'll book anything. Uh, give me a call. We'll be a, we'll do a public service announcement yeah. throughout the week, trying to get a hold of Tony Khan for this one. Listen, um, I put out a huge tweet. It got like, I think it was like 500,000 impressions or whatever. Cause I did look at that for the first time because I had like, like thousands and thousands yeah, of retweets. Yeah, you killed it on that one. Yeah, uh, with the Jeff Goldblum, you crazy bastard, you did it. Um, <laughs> the Jurassic Park um, thing. And then I was like, oh my God, because Tony was tagged in. I was like, Tony's going to see this. He's going to call me. We're going to become best friends. We're going to go on his private jet. We're going to fly around. We're going to talk about wrestling. He still hasn't called, so I don't know what's going on. He didn't ghost you, Joe. He's just busy, baby. I know. He's he's, he's running a promotion. So. Well, let's wrap this episode up. Let's put a candle on the cake, baby. Tell me your match of the night. Let's end it. Uh, I mean, it's Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers. Um, right. I think they're going to steal the show. You know, Daniel Bryan's going to come back. Or, sorry, make his debut tonight. Um, and I... 
but years from now when we're looking back at you know all out the young bucks and lucha brothers would be the match we're talking about um i don't from a match perspective i don't think there's anything that tops it i think omega and christian could be great as well um but man when you when you throw a steel cage in there and then you throw four performers in like them in one cage it's just gonna be incredible i i I, I absolutely, I said Kenny is my favorite wrestler for the last six years, but that is the match that I am looking forward to more than anything in this whole night. Well, and that's the nice part is this is a stacked card. You have some of the veterans mixed with the youth. You have the heels versus the faces. You have this tag team match, just raise it up another level with the cage, and you have the surprise. You have the Gaga, and you have the best in the world. Joey, dude, AEW. All out September 5th, Sunday night. Ooh. I'll be watching. Be watching. I'll be Is live there... tweeting. <laughs> live tweeting and watching. If there's anything else that we haven't covered, guys, please let us know at Wrestling Matt One, the Wrestling Matt Podcast. Subscribe, leave a comment or review. Anything it is greatly appreciated. Joey, you've just talked all out. You're about ready to kick ass and take names with footballs here. You're a busy bee, baby. If they want more Joey, that good, good, where do they find it? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Joey, right? Um, and I also do my writing uh, for fantasy football at rasball.com. Um, but recently I just got hired to the content team at sports me, uh, the sports me app, go ahead and download it every Sunday morning from 1130 to 1230. I'm going to be doing start sits. So if you've got start sit questions for your fantasy football team, um, Hit me over there, download the Sports Me app. I'll be there. Uh, and then I'm here talking AEW. Um, I'll do a Wrestle Kingdom preview probably coming up in January for New Japan and then a Dominion. Um, and hopefully they do the, uh, the climax the, the following year. I know everything's kind of getting canceled and moved around. Um, but yeah, I'm always here talking wrestling. Love it so much. Thanks for having me, Maddie. Gosh dang, Joey kid. If I had a cigarette, I'd smoke it. You're that dang good. Dude, Joey, you killed it once again. Wrestling Matt Podcast. You know what? All out. AEW, Young Bucks. Let's hit that guitar riff and get out of here.